The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. Let's talk barbecue. Let's go. I just want to go on the record. Well, you, you just say it, don't spray it, asshole. You said it, not me. <laughs> oh, oh good suck. night. Thank you all for coming. We'll see you next week. Oh, we're in rare form. Uh, What's up, everybody? Welcome. Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around the pit. What's up? As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker. Hi, pal. Hi. What'd you do to your arm? Other than shaving. Do you want to know? I fell down the stairs the morning of this important morning that I had this Saturday. I got up at 4 30. And I, no, (laughs) no, I fell down the stairs, bruised my tailbone, scraped my arm. I thought my bone popped out of my arm. I didn't even want to look. It hurt so bad. I'm getting old. And I just got up, you know, I was getting ready for the comp. I, when I fell and I was sliding down the stairs on my back, there was a couple seconds where I'm like, I'm not going to make it today. And I'm going to be in the hospital. Uh-oh. That's what I thought. You do know I fought a wall, right? At some point. A what? A wall. Yes. Well, okay. Yeah, I get it. It was kind of one of those episodes. <laughs> except I was a shit-faced blackout drunk. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was shit-faced blackout drunk, so I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Um, hey, who? Daddy Dutch, what's up? Mike C... Claudia is watching. Okay. Uncle Steve, Terry, what's happening? Chris. But obviously, it didn't affect our performance. First place ribs at the yeah, Bedlin. Yeah, what, what, what do you got there? Bedlin, yeah. Bedlin Barbecue. Fancy. It's just a local comp. It's no KCBS or, or anything like that. But uh, we had 20 great teams. Wins a win. And we, we won. It was uh, unlike KCBS where they go for appearance, taste, and tenderness. This was more of an appearance, yeah, they, taste, and creativity thing. So you're able to kind of go outside the box. They're not looking for just brisket in a box or plain, you know, chicken thighs or or even just plain ribs. So how do you make ribs different? What do you <laughs> What do you do to make the ribs different? You deep fry them. You some deep fry those assholes, up. <laughs> and that's what we did. And then you came up with the idea of stuffing them with cheese. Oh, jalapeno wh- papa, I, uh, which would have been amazing. Tenderness to remove the bone, which I, then I, pipe the jalapeno papa stuffing. But you know what works? Inside. Then you wrap it with right. bacon, which keeps the cheese in. Well, the cheese. So that was the idea. I didn't want the cheese to pop out, ruin the presentation. I did take out a couple of the bones, replace them with um, um, a stick of uh, mozzarella cheese. But the oil was too hot. The cheese didn't melt enough yeah, time in yeah. the outside. I just didn't want to mess with it. I'll practice it for next time. But it was the deep fried. Smoke fried ribs with the New England Pitmaster all-purpose rub and the barbecue broker sauce that took the win. Fell short on chicken and beef, but whatever. We'll what's learn. Efren, what's up? Had Kevin, what's happening? Ben, what's, what's up, Kev? Joe, what's happening? So it's a huge shout-out to um, Len Will for putting together – I remember my first time on the show for, – for, for <laughs> For putting on such a you spectacular, a spectacular mm-hmm. event. Congrats to Chris Rosinski, the uh, grand champion. 
Big Ben Ross, first place on chicken. Juke, what's happening? Lots of New England pitmasters coming out and getting walks during the event. So it was just spectacular. Unlike the hardware we have, our guest might have to show us today. Got a couple, before we get into the, pitties. before we get into it all, today is brought to you by Uncle Steve's Shake. You ever wonder why no one's coming to your barbecues, but they're going to Chrissy's? It's because Chrissy's using Uncle Steve's Shake, we which we means one thing. John, better get you some. Damn straight, Uncle Steve's Shake is. Uncle Steve's Shake is handmade. Uses only the finest ingredients and comes in. 12 amazing flavors. If you could eat it, Uncle Steve has a shake for it. If you have any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service. Walk it through all your shake needs. It's time to take your backyard and your competition game to that next level using Uncle Steve's shake. Shake some on everything. I didn't even need the teleprompter, like, Chrissy. What are you even I'm doing? I just I like know. it there, just in case. This episode also brought to you by... Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether we are barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today we are smoking the Hammer and Sickle Connecticut. <laughs> Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. We get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, mm. and so can mm. you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Look at Chris Rosinski, our grand champion, is in the lobby. This episode also brought to you by Backline Smokers in Backline Fabrication in Austin, Texas. Mr. Ryan Newling doing some fantastic stuff out of his one-man shop. His hands touch everything, unlike some of the big pit builders out there. Not one pit comes out looking the same. Not one live fire device. However, they do have the multi-tool which is don't an even get me amazing, I don't amazing live fire contraption, open fire grilling, plancha. You can even hang shit. It's amazing. You should have seen it live and oh, running on uh, Thursday night. If you're looking for an amazing one-off custom pit, you've got to hit up Backline Fabrication in Austin, Texas. Ryan Newland. Check him out, backlinefabrication.com. Let's go. Let's go. Ben Ross. First place chicken, second place overall, Ben Ross, Barbecue Bedlam. Nice to have you in the lobby, my dude. What's up, dude? Are you ready? Let's do it. Awesome. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled. This is this interview is way overdue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Between the work before and the, the schedule just couldn't jive. Finally, we're able to get this. So please welcome my dear friend and brother from Chicken Fried Barbecue, Mr. Bill Purvis. What's happening, brother? Hey, Bill. All good, gentlemen. Finally, nice to uh, to make an appearance, Johnny Mag. Hell uh, yeah, brother. Invite, yeah, it's yeah. been a long time coming. I've been waiting. You know, surely Johnny's going to call me at some point. You know, I know he's a chicken fried fan, so uh, I knew it was, I knew it was going to happen at some point. And uh, and like I said, you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so uh, when you sent the post, I was like, oh man, I hope I do good at the Royal. I got to be on this show on uh, on Tuesday. I hope I have some good results. So uh, see, I, I, I had uh, to I had to weekend. stoke the, the fire a little, bit. the pressure of it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you had enough pressure after cooking uh, the royal. Like, you were actually to... concerned about actually yeah. the show? I like that. That's actually amazing, dude. You're always concerned. You're always <laughs> concerned you know? 
Awesome. Awesome. So, so Bill, just for everybody, we always start out the same way. Who is Bill Purvis? How did Chicken Fried Barbecue come about? And how did you get your start in barbecue? So I live in Houston, or I grew up in Houston. I live in a small town outside of Houston at the moment, but it's it's largely considered Houston. I mean, it's maybe uh, 45 minutes away, uh, an hour away. Mm-hmm. But uh, the company I worked at previously, we sponsored one of the rodeo tents. So I would take clients down to the... Uh, to the Houston rodeo and uh, take them to all the parties. The Houston rodeo cook-off is, there's a cook-off, but it's also very much a party scene. Lots of clubs, lots of wristbands. You've got to, you know, you, you've got to have a wristband to get inside any of the parties. And, uh, you know, all of our clients wanted to go to the parties, so we would sponsor a team. And, and from there, you know, I hooked in with a team there and just started kind of helping out and uh, went and did a couple of, local cook-offs that weren't the rodeo and uh you know all of a sudden got the bug and just started uh just started running them down and soaking it all in so uh didn't take very long uh you know i think barbecue's funny it's kind of like golf you know when you're ready to give up it'll let you hit that shot right down the middle and just sink you right back into it you know and uh early on i got a reserve brand with a first place rib and that was all i needed to keep going you know so uh and it's been, you know, it's been going, like I said, there's ups and downs, but for sure, uh, it, it's enough to keep you hooked and keep you coming back, you know, week in and week out. So, yeah. Congratulations on that first place rib, bro. That's Thanks, awesome, dude. You know? it's, it was only, only yeah. our second time ever competing. The first time was a KCBS back in June. Kind of got our asses handed to us, but we didn't come last in any category. Uh, or just or, or or DQ'd, which was good. Right, right. You know, but it was fun to get this one, and um, yeah, man, I, I I can definitely understand the addiction portion of it. John already has had a taste of it uh, from doing some comps before, some chicken wing comps, some rib comps, local, and um, now I got that bug, man. You know, just want to get out there and show people your craft. You want to show the world I mean, what, the, what the, you've been working the on, you know? starts when you get in the truck and start driving to the comp. You know, you yeah. already kind of get a small sense of the adrenaline of what's going to happen. Am I going to get a first-place chicken or a first-place rib? Or Anxiety. You know, uh, oh the game starts as soon as you start driving to the comp, you know, and it's an <laughs> awesome uh, – it, it's a drug, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's <laughs> – it's terrible, actually. You know, I'm ready to go to Tennessee uh, here in the next two days. So I'm back in the truck, and uh, I'll probably leave Thursday morning and start heading out, you know. Being and a, we'll drive all day to get to Tennessee. Being, so, a, being a competition cook is, uh, is surely, it's like being an artist, you know, when you're going out there to showcase your, your creativity, you know, and your art. Because it is art. I mean, as much as it's a, it's a, it's a taste tenderness you know, oh, we it got, is we freaking got, art, right? I mean, the way, the dude, your did, pork box was ridiculous looking. Like with the oh, with, we have with them. the tubes, we have. Holy, them, right? I, I stole a couple pictures today, phenomenal. So we can show. There it is, right there. <laughs> they, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, the tubes. There's are great. the chicken, dude. So I had to ask you about this chicken. I'm, I'm noticing the glaze is only on top, or is it just? Not sh- did you glaze all around the sides too? No, no. Th- those chickens are those chickens are dunked in sauce. But the way the whatever the lighting is in my trailer, cause yeah, in my trailer, it just for whatever reason it looks like it's only sauce okay. on top. But it's it's actually it's actually those 
those thighs have been dunked in sauce, you know. So I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, is that a technique? So when they bite into the side, it doesn't make the skin rubbery. <laughs> I need to know more. It's just a gimmick. <laughs> I, right. I want to get, I want to get some better lights in my in my trailer so I can right. take you know a little bit better pictures. And so, your ribs uh, also look phenomenal because like I said, it, it kind of blocks out. It makes that glaze. Or it makes the, the sauce look like it's only on top, but it's really, uh, it's dumped all the way around. So, so you put the sixth rib, go back to that, Chrissy. You put the sixth rib, <laughs> right, on top. on top. Tell me about that. Is that just because those are the ribs you liked and that that's it, you wanted to use that? Because usually, are you doing three and three, or are they across, or what was your play on that? You know, I do a lot of, I mean, I cook three racks of ribs, mm-hmm. just uh, as been my process is, uh, cooking three racks of ribs. So typically, uh, when I'm done cooking those, I'll taste all three. And if, if two of them are, uh, two of the racks are very similar, then I might do a four on four box. Okay. But if I, if I find that one rack is, uh, if I like one rack, you know, substantially better than the other two, then I will try to stick as many ribs out of that rack in the box and go with just six bones. (laughs) Sometimes it's, uh, five ribs from one box uh or from one rack and the fourth or the sixth rib from another rack yep yep. you know there's only six there's only six judges so you only need six ribs and uh you know the theory is you don't want to put anything in the box that uh that's not your best meat so i don't want if i have one rack that's a lot better than the other rack i don't want the other rack in my box right uh i don't i want to i want the judges to taste my best food so Mm -hmm. i do a lot of six six bone boxes okay uh okay but Good to know. you know it's just you want to put your best meat in the box uh they can only score you on on what they they taste and if if i've got some slump buster ribs i don't try to hide them in the back of the box uh because a judge could easily go in the back and pick you know uh i don't try to fill it just to fill it just i want to put the it. best meat in the got box it. got it that makes sense that makes sense you think that some guys try to just use some ribs in the back just to prop it up and, and that they're not the well, best I mean, meat. you know, it's, it's KCBS is tricky because appearance, uh, you know, there, I think people, some people maybe put more, you know, I do like a good looking box. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want appearance to get in the way of taste and tenderness. Those two are weighted significantly more than mm. appearance. And if, <clears throat> you know, putting 10 ribs in a box may look really good, but if they're you know, if the quality of those 10 ribs isn't your best, uh, you may get great appearance score, but then you're going to get hammered on taste or texture. And Where the weight is. those scores yeah. carry a lot more weight than appearance. Yep, so, yep, yep. Um, that makes sense. So I do like, you know, I do, you know, I do like to have put in a good looking box, but at the same time too, I don't want it to, uh, you know, I don't want it to jeopardize if it doesn't, if it's not the best rib or the best pork, uh, then I want to try to leave it out of the box. So. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, you know what, Uncle Steve, Mags, and I—we just might be there next year. You're damn right. So imagine that. That'd be amazing. Oof. Start saving. Let's like go. Let's do it. <laughs> so we've known Bill. We've known each other a little over three years now, and yeah, we met through you know the YouTube community and the gang. And right. you were, if I'm not mistaken, you were dabbling in some competitions back then, but you weren't full bore like you are now correct you know i started kind of both of them at the same time you know and i started playing around with youtube as well as doing competitions 
but I definitely wasn't as hooked on competitions as I have been the last couple of years. I think uh, I was playing around with YouTube and, you know, I figured, you know, if I'm going to get on YouTube and tell everybody, hey, this is how you cook a great brisket. Let me go see how my brisket stacks up in competition. You know? Love yep. it. Uh, I can love it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's easy to be an authority on things uh, on, on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just me, and that's just me personally, I figured I wanted to go out and see how my barbecue, because I've barbecued my whole life. You know, I played around and, like I said, sponsored a team, but I'm from Texas. I cooked my first brisket, I think, when I was probably 17 or 18, you know. Yeah, I, I was, yeah. Hit, you know, and I cooked it on an old smoky and wiped it down with mustard and stuck some old bay seasoning on it. And uh, <laughs> who knows where I, who knows where I got all that information from, because there wasn't YouTube back then, right. you know, uh, nice. but uh, but nevertheless, you know, uh, I, I wanted to see how my stuff stacked up. And and in doing that, uh, you know, it, the hook got set on competitions and uh and then I wanted to do less and less YouTube because I damn sure don't want to be telling all my competitors what I'm doing week in and week out, yep. you know? So I don't want to put my, you know, competition recipe. And then it's a case of, well, do I put a different recipe on there that I don't even use? And that, you know, yeah. so it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a catch 22, but you know, some people do. I mean, I think, you know, some of these guys like Malcolm, he'll go out and compete and he'll, He'll put his competition stuff out there. And, or is uh, he, though? That's the know. question I've always had. Is he really? Or is he just leaving out a few things? Okay, great. So he's like, I'm going to add some blues hog here. Yeah, we all know they use blue hog in competitions. But, you know, is he giving away everything is the question. Right. I'm not sure if he is. I don't so, know. Yeah, I mean, nobody knows. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure he's probably given away enough information to get people close. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean barbecue i think in competitions you really just want to try to i mean you'll hear it you know one bite you want to pack as much flavor but there's also the saying that you want to make the the most the best middle of the road barbecue you don't want it to be too spicy or too sweet or anything of you know something is too much Mm. if one person is going to be wowed by it another person's going to be unwowed by it and you want to stay away from uh from people that are going to hammer you on the scorecard. That's you a know? really good piece of advice right there. And, and, and this, this one guy, he just won't stop asking questions about you. Who? Daddy Dutch. The Dutch. Dutchy. He's been harassing him I, all weekend. I can't see the, I can't see the chat. Why do you, <laughs> now, Kent, why is it important to know where Bill is driving to now? Why do you need to know this information, Dutch? <laughs> He's <laughs> so in his driveway, Dutch. Freaking nosy, Dutch. Love you, Dutch. Yeah. yeah, I'm parked outside my uh, outside the house because of the signal out here. So, uh, uh, yeah. But I will be driving to Tennessee on uh, on Thursday, and I told Dutch because Dutch was there with me. Yes, he wanted was, to come. Yeah. He wanted to come wash dishes. So uh, I told him he could tag along, and and he did a fantastic job. He didn't wash any dishes. While he was there, you know, <laughs> I kept I kept but, seeing uh, him on James and JB's lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. he'd be the, the largest dishwasher. He was my I've dishwasher that didn't wash any dishes. Uh-huh. You know? So, so I, I don't think my wife. I don't think my wife would let him wash any of the dishes. You know. So yeah, Bill, I have a question. So Juke here, Juke Moreno says Bill's turning boxes are amazing. So how do you go? 
from, you know, YouTube creator, backyard guy, like, yes, okay, you can create, you can make a good brisket, but where do you learn the techniques to, you know, apply this to competition? You know, making these boxes look as good as you do, or you know, did you take any classes locally, or did you just kind of just by hanging out with within the crowd, learned over time, like, what would you say? Well, I mean, I definitely, I took, I definitely took barbecue classes. Okay. So I have taken competition classes. You know, I kind of look at it like golf. If, yep. uh, you know, if Tiger Woods wants to be the best in the game, he, he's got golf lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very few professional golfers that don't, you know, go and take some golf lessons and work on their swing. So in this craft of competition barbecue, even if it's to go to take a class just to see what someone else is doing, you know, maybe not necessarily run their program or, or run their program, but to see there might be certain techniques that they're doing that, that, you know, I can pick up and apply to my game, which I would say for sure, uh, you know, the classes have been a huge, a huge turning point, uh, as far as a learning curve to be able Mm. to compete and to be able to get walks and actually pull in some wins, you know, uh, at that level. uh, And I would tell, I would tell anyone go definitely, you know, if you've been cooking for a little bit and you're not getting the walks or the calls that you, you know, if you're sitting in your chair with some glue to your seat, uh, find a class that uses the same type of cooker you use, because, uh, you know, if you're cooking on drums and you go take a class with an offset, it may not transfer. You need to kind of, you know, take the class, take the class on the type of cooker that you're using. If you're using a Weber Smoky Mountain, you know, that works similar to a drum. So take a drum class. If you're using Mm -hmm. a an offset, go take somebody that runs an offset uh, because, you know, the heat moves from different cookers in different directions. And when you're playing around with pork butts and, and stuff like that, uh, you know, I cook mine on a drum, but, you know, I couldn't do the same box, the same technique if I was using an offset. You know, right. I would have to change the way that I cook uh, and maybe even change the parts of the pork butt that I use for my turn in, you know, just because it won't cook the same. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Well, um, Uncle Steve asks, "How do you like the new place in Magnolia?" Oh, I love it. Oh, you're in Magnolia. Uh, so I've moved to Magnolia, which is just uh, just outside the city limits of Houston, and uh, I've got an acre of land. We moved here about a month ago, maybe it's, maybe a month and a half or two months, but it's it's uh, an acre of land. I can keep my barbecue trailer on site. I don't have a homeowners association, and uh, you know, it's a real small town feel out here, which uh, before I was in a subdivision with the homeowner sending notes about my trailer in the driveway. And, you know, if I'm trying to clean really? out a drum, I've got grease running down the, <laughs> the streets into the sewer. My wife's all mad because, you know, people are going <laughs> to drive by and see it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so now I can, you know, make a mess out in the backyard. And nobody can see it, you know. Amen. Uh, that's the best. You must know, yeah. our, you must know our buddy uh, Ian Hemmings from Custom Cutting Boards R Us and out of Magnolia. What's that? You know Ian Hemmings? No, no, Custom Cutting Boards? I don't know. Maybe. No. I don't, is he in Magnolia? He's in Magnolia. Yeah, he's in Magnolia. He's in Magnolia. Yep. Oh, is, is he? Okay. Just outside okay. of Houston. Well, I just, I'm, new to, I'm new to the neighborhood. Oh, so, okay. Uh, All right. Good stuff. <clears throat> Small world, though. So, you know, obviously playing around with everything because you – Started doing the YouTube and dabbling the comps, and then you started with IBCA, and then yeah. jumped up 
to, or not, I hate to say jumped up. Jumped but, over you know, or whatever. Moved over yeah. to, uh, to uh, throw your hat in the ring on the KCBS. Yep. And, you know, looking at the, at the posts every weekend, you've been crushing it for two years straight. <laughs> you know, you've been doing very well for yourself. And, you know, that's a badge of honor for sure. You know, because you, you've been putting your time in. That, you know, that, that comes out first and foremost in the forefront. You're out there every weekend. You're hitting it, and you're hitting it hard, and you're getting your results. Yeah, I mean, there's no – I mean, you can take classes, and you know, but if you're not cooking a lot, mm -hmm. it's uh, – you know, you build muscle memory and mental memory cooking every weekend. So there's – you know, if you're cooking once a month or whatever, you know, once every quarter, uh, you know, it's like – waking up in a new world every day but every you know if you're cooking every weekend it's easy to start to fine-tune your process or make little changes and uh the muscle memory from cooking week in and week out that you can't get from a class that's just something you have to get out and do yeah. you know uh that's just something you know uh you have to get out and just cook there's no replacement for you know i think tuffy stone said uh building you know building a big ash pile i mean that's where it comes from uh -huh. so you, can't, yep, you yep. can't get that from uh, from a class, but uh, the classes can get you in the right direction. But you still have to go out and burn the meat every week. You got to apply. You, know? you still got to apply yeah. it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Jonathan Barton from Barton Barbecue says, "Congrats, Bill, on the royal walks." Yes, it, you are an inspiration to us beginners. You know, so you know, Mister Barton also uh, is no slouch. Mm -mm. With uh, also went for a little walk this weekend himself. Yep. On some uh, eighth place ribs, amazing, which was great. Nice job, boys. So that yeah, I mean Barton, he's a badass. Don't kid yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> he is a uh, he is he is a badass, and uh, he may be limited in his KCBS books, but uh, I don't. You know, just like any of us, if he gets out there and hammers them down, I, I don't see him having a problem one bit of uh, yeah. of striking out the GCs. He's he's done very well in IBCA and. Granted, I think he's only maybe done. I don't know if this is his first KCBS. He went up there in the open and did an eighth place rib out of 480 teams. So, uh, not a bad result if it's his first contest. Oh, nice. absolutely. Uh, is, it 400, is it 480 teams? Oh, yeah. For the open? For the open, yeah. What? Yeah, it was absolutely Dude, yeah. crazy. Coming in the top 50 is amazing. It was <laughs> crazy. You know? Oh, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's so, amazing. obviously, through the, through everything, you know, you're trying this, you're <clears> trying <throat> that, sauce, rubs, different seasonings, techniques. And then one day. Hand it over. The Texas rib grind was born. Give it. You know what I do? How long did this take you to... Perfect, because clearly, through the pictures, the color, the flavor is tremendous. And are you using know, it on competition? Probably, <laughs> I want to say probably three three to four months I worked on it, you know, some, somewhere around there. And, uh, and I mean, I cooked my first case CBS, and uh, I posted a picture of my rib. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen – if you watch a lot of KCBS rib pictures, you really, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty solid. You don't see a lot of pepper, you know, in yeah. a KCBS rib. And in Texas, you know, we cook, you know, in Texas ribs, that's essentially a Texas rib, you know, and, uh, and that rub is good on ribs with no sauce. Uh, 
And I wanted a rub that I could market also to the backyard guy that's not doing competitions that would just make a good, uh, a good catering rib, a good rib that uh, people would want to eat, you know, on a Sunday. And, you know, I've got restaurants and uh, food trucks wanting to buy it by the pound because they want to use it in their food trucks, which is, you know, great for me. Uh, But uh, it's done really well in Texas. And there's also, you know, KCBS guys working it into their program. And uh, as well as me, you know, I used it on my chicken this weekend. I took it, uh, I take it and put it in a little grinder and kind of knock the coarseness down. And uh, it was my last layer on my chicken to give it those little pepper flakes in there. Uh, some of it is for appearance, but uh, I'm not changing anything with a second place chicken using rib grind on my chicken. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, you're jumping the gun. Granted, I know I already blasted it out on all the social medias all weekend anyway. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, this is absolutely phenomenal. Definitely, obviously, a winner. But then we come to this weekend. Mm -hmm. By the way, phenomenal. (laughs) It's phenomenal. The old American Royal. What was your experience preparing, for, first off, qualifying, because you cook both sides of it, the Invitational and the Open. Right. So, you know, obviously to, for the Invitational, you need to grand champion a KCBS sanctioned event mm-hmm. throughout the year. And now was there different preparations for the Invitational then the open, or does that pretty much stay the same? You know, it was, I've done doubles in KCBS, so I've, I've done quite a few uh, double headers. And, you know, I just looked at it as, try to look at it as just another double header. Uh, you know, I talked to several of the teams, you know, guys that I've met on the circuit. Hey, do you do anything different for the Royal? And, you know, some of it was, hey, there's a lot of celebrity judges, so... You might want to go a little more tender just because some of the certified judges aren't as maybe certified as a regular contest. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I looked at it just as it's another double header. I didn't, uh, I didn't sign up for any of the, you know, I cook by myself. So it's usually just me. And if my wife goes, she'll run my boxes. So I didn't sign up for any of all the uh, side pots, the vegetables and potatoes and sausage. Yeah. I just focused yeah. on the, you know, there's teams there that do do, you know, there's, you can do 10 different sets of turn-ins, mm. you know, between sausage desserts. And, you know, these guys wow. go all out on these desserts and whatnot. I mean, they're really elaborate. Uh, um, I mean, just watching the desserts is I went to watch dessert turn-in just to see them all, but, uh, I just focused on the four main meats and looked at it as just another, it's just another doubleheader contest. I might have a little bit longer of a walk to turn in because there's so many teams, but uh, I didn't really do anything different because of the Royal. I ran, uh, I ran my exact same program. Nice. Uh, awesome. I usually don't cook burn-ins. So uh, okay. I was a little nervous about that, that, on most of the competitions I've done, I just don't even bring a, a point to a comp. I'll just bring a flat and cook a flat. Um, but you're in Kansas City. I, you know, <laughs> I was in Kansas City and I thought, man, maybe I should do burn-ins. But at the same time, I didn't want to 
introduce something new to what I've been doing. I was just going to kind of run what I brung and mm -hmm. uh, whatever got me there and got my invitation, just run that and see what it does, you know? Uh, and uh, like I said, I didn't even mess with the burn-ins. Uh, even and though I was kind of kicking myself thinking I should, I should do them, you know, but uh, in the end, it worked out because I got a brisket call with no burn-ins. That's it. So, Amazing. So, uh, so he, here I am, and th this is how much I'm into this, because I will sit there if someone is live on Facebook at, at awards and results, I will sit there and watch them. So I am glued to the TV Saturday night, and we get to chicken. And it's going down 20, 19, 18, da, 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 da. And number two, join us on stage, chicken fried barbecue. <laughs> and so you have the uh, number two chicken in the world. But you forgot to mention one little caveat to that number two chicken. It was also... <laughs> Scored a 180. Yeah. The perfect score. So how do you not get first place then? How do you not get first place then? Because of how this, how the points, how the judging is done, you automatically, the lowest number you get, gets dropped. So then if then, it goes into a tie, average. it gets brought in. So if that lowest thing was in tenderness and someone else had... Appearance, the tenderness takes over appearance because in the tiebreakers it jumps to taste, tenderness, and then appearance. It doesn't jump to another meat for a tiebreaker. No, it's it's a it's a it's a different thing. Then there's a multiplier. It's it's this whole math thing that I don't want to get into. Or or probably I think don't it, even I think like it I may don't. be even if you tie on the drop score, which I don't know. I mean. I'll find out because I'm good friends with uh, Smoking OCD. They're from Texas as well. Uh, so Jeremy and his Smoking team OCD. got first place chicken. Um, but I think they even do a if, if the drop score is tied, it might be a coin toss. I'm not sure. Uh, Ooh, but toss. either way, uh, I was not expecting to be on stage. You know, the top three of each category get to walk on the stage. My expectation or my my hope going in was just to hear my name. If I heard my name call once, whether it was 20th place pork or, you know, 18th place rib, just to hear my name called once, uh, I was going to be a happy camper. And so to be able to hear my name and get to walk up on the, the big stage with yeah. the 180 and chicken was just, uh, I mean, it was surreal. It was over the top. That's amazing. So, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And then on... Sunday, we get the 10th place brisket call. So we walked on the invitational and we walked on the, oh, listen to me like I'm a little mouse in his pocket. <laughs> so you, you, know, you walk on the invitational, you walk on the open, 10th place brisket in the world. Out of... And I, I got to give that to Daddy Dutch. Daddy Dutch helped with that brisket walk. I got to give him credit, you know. So, Dutchie. Daddy what? Dutch was uh, Daddy Dutch was big on the brisket. So. Was he? He's a good. Yeah, guy. we cut a piece. You know, He's I sliced right. it early. You know, I sliced the brisket. Uh, I just sliced one piece about five minutes early, and I cut that one piece into I don't know six different pieces, and we tried. 
I guess probably three different options of au jus to, to sauce the slices with, you know, uh, and, uh, daddy Dutch knows what they are. Uh, but, uh, we tried three different options and him, me and my wife all agreed on option three. And, uh, so that's the one, that's what we use to, uh, to au jus our slices as before we threw them in the box. And, uh, we all thought option three was way better than option one and two. Uh, and it ended up working out to where we got on, uh, you know, a 10th place brisket call. And those, and and, those uh, exact ingredients were, uh, <laughs> yeah. Marinara sauce. Go ahead. Those are, those will be available in my next paid for class. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Marinara sauce. Marinara sauce. Pine number three. Pine wood number three. There you go. That, love those it. are the top two. Right. Check. I love pine. Oh, bamboo. Bamboo. Bamboo also has a nice hint. <laughs> So, what were you feeling when you're sitting there amongst all the competitors, just taking the whole thing in, and you just hear chicken fried barbecue? Well, I will tell you that my chicken has been doing really, really well. So, I've been cooking the same chicken since Mississippi. You know, I started putting rib grind on my chicken in Mississippi and got a first place chicken. And then a couple of weeks later, I went to Cedar Park and got first place chicken again with a 180 in Cedar Park. Then I went back to Mississippi, got a second place chicken. It seemed like over the last probably, I guess, two to three months, most of my chicken calls have been, you know, pretty high. Been getting 178s. I've had a 180. Uh, a couple of first places. So I was pretty confident in my chicken. Probably my chicken would be more confident than any other meat. And when I heard the names of people that were walking uh, in chicken, I knew I had cooked against a lot of those guys before and either been right one above them or right below them, just kind of in the mix with them. You know, uh, you know, I saw Brad walked in chicken and, uh, me and him have cooked same contest where he got maybe first chicken and I got second chicken. So, you know, a lot of times you'll see people walk and, uh, if you've walked next to them before you start to feel pretty confident or pretty good that, Hey, my number could get called here because I've cooked with these guys before and either I've beat them or they've beat me, but we've all been around the same. So, uh, I was feeling good about chicken when I saw the people that were walking in chicken. Beautiful. Uh, and, uh, my, I mean, even I was sitting with Phil Breeden and we were sitting on my porch and he's like, dude, your chicken. And I was showing him the pictures of the boxes before going to awards. And he's like, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to walk in chicken. Your chicken has just been so automatic lately. Uh, <clears throat> and I was like, man, I hope you're right. He goes, well, the box looks beautiful, dude. There's no way, you know, you're definitely walking in chicken and uh, sure enough, second place. So freaking amazing. Just amazing. He said it on he said he said that on on the open as well, and I didn't walk in chicken. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he did say that, man, your brisket. I want to eat your brisket. Your picture looks so good; it makes me want to eat it. And I did walk in brisket. So, <laughs> you know, and then you, but yeah, you know, shit. Was it you who had to, had had the picture of of the slice of brisket that it was it was just it was it was sitting like an ock. Yeah, 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 a little arch. Uh, barbecue bus does that. Yeah, so the barbecue bus does the arch, and uh, 
So uh, they they post they kind of I think they're the ones that kind of came up with it. And, you know, I'm pretty good buddies with those guys, so I started to to kind of copy yeah. it and ask them if I'm doing it right. You know, it's just a little <laughs> friendly banner between teams. Oh, absolutely. You know? So arch like so, they actually arched the brisket a little bit. No, it was a picture of a piece it? of brisket. And you had it arch, which literally standing on oh, both ends. Uh-huh. So you got the it's all staying together, but it's this the nice bend that'll in keep the, it in, not in the box. No, 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 no just, just on, the, on your board. Isn't it so funny? Just on the cutting board. Isn't it so amazing how subjective taste is? Where you, you can get a, a, a second place walk in the Invitational, but not a walk in with the same probably almost what the identical box of chicken for the open. And I thought my I thought my day two chickens on the open looked just a touch better than my day one as it's far as appearance. But you know, I did look at my scores and I got all nines in appearance on by every judge. So it wasn't as if uh and I haven't seen my scores for the invitational, but I'm pretty sure you know, most of my appearance scores are usually nines. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure it was nines. Uh but but I could be wrong. But uh, I did think that my day two chickens looked a little bit better than my day one chickens. Well, what about the bite but, through or, or the tenderness or the taste of those compared to the to the first day? They always taste the same. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'll I'll taste my chickens and I'll be like, you know, and I'll grab one of them. Obviously, you can't taste the ones that you put in the box, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, right. But I'll taste them and uh, and Daddy Dutch has tasted it, and I don't think that. It's not like, wow, oh my God, you know, this is not, it's probably not the best chicken that you've ever tasted. It's just a really balanced chicken. You know, you bite into it and you probably just can't find anything wrong with it. Mm. You know, it's it's not like, oh man, that's too much salt or too much garlic or too much this or too, you just, it's just a kind of a normal average in the middle, nice juicy chicken. Yeah. So you gotta have that but, but it's balance. nothing. It's, it doesn't have the. I don't think it has the flavor that that makes you think, "Wow, man, this is delicious." I want to eat a whole bunch of them. You know, uh, Chris, it's just kind of down the middle where mm-hmm. you can't find anything wrong with it. And that's from what I'm learning about KCBS. That's what you want to put in front of the judges. You want them to take a bite. Joe Pierce told me, "Bill, you want them to take a bite and go, that's good. Give it a nine and move on. You don't want them to think about it. You don't want right. them to go." wow, man, that was really good. What was that? Hmm. I don't know what that ingredient is. And they start thinking and then, ah, okay, I'm going to give them an eight. Right. Right. Uh, Chris, you just want them to bite it, taste it. Ah, that's good. I'm going to give it a nine and move on. Chris Rosinski so. here says, uh, question is, uh, you know, do you think that the difference in scores could be a difference in judges? Do they have the same judges or is there a crossover of judges for the invitational and for the open or two separate judges uh, all together? They'll need a lot more judges for the open. I mean, you've got 400 and something teams, so they're, they're going to require a lot more judges yeah. for the open than they would the Invitational. The Invitational was 180 teams, I think, okay. something like that. But there are judges so, that do both. Uh, They'll do both. They'll cross over and do both probably. Both oh, days. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, sure, okay. I'm sure the the, uh, the same judges that judge the Invitational will judge the open, Got plus, it. you know, twice as many more. Yep. So, okay. and then it's a case of what tables do you land on? Ah, yeah. Uh, so it's, I mean, you're only being judged by six judges. So, uh, you know, some judges are more experienced. Other judges are brand new. So you don't know, especially on the open of, there was probably a lot of, I'm guessing a lot of celebrity judges. Maybe they've been trained. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they yeah. were all trained the night before. I don't know. 
So right. <laughs> I try to put I try not to put too much into that. I try not to put too much thought into what happens on the other side of the tent. Got it. You know, I, I get my scores. I look at my scores. If I see something trending, then maybe I try to make some change, network with some other teams. Because uh, a lot of the teams are really good about helping each other out. You know, uh, it is a brotherhood, you know. So Absolutely. Uh, uh, if, uh, if you're struggling on, on a meet, uh, generally there's a guy that will be willing to help you with the, you know, with the thought that, Hey, if I come to you for help with another meet, you know, you'll help me, you know? So, right, uh, right. it's, uh, you know, people want to see their friends walk if they don't walk, you know? Right, so, right. and I'm the same way. If I'm not walking, I want my friends to do well, you know, and if I can help them and they can help me. Uh, you know, we all have fun in this game together. And you want to help them because you want to beat them also, at, but at their best. <laughs> you know? Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know? That way they, they can't give any excuses afterwards you beat the, when you smoke their asses. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. So, yeah, I, I love that. Everyone's willing to help. When we did our first KCBS in June, it was like just like everyone around here in New England, these little comps, everyone knows each other and people just coming up. Hey, you guys are the new guys. Hey, hey welcome. Let us know yeah. if you need anything. Yeah. You know, it's just, everyone was so nice. Uh, people are, t- you know, showing us, here's what you want to watch out for, for your turning boxes. And I mean, it was like, you, right. we could feel the love. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh barbecue is good people. And, you know, I got into the thing, uh, you know, doing competitions, but I ended up just meeting a bunch of really good people that I've become great friends with. And, and now it's just, it's going out and hanging out with my friends, just like I used to do when I deer hunted a lot, yep. you know, I'd go to the deer lease and hang out with all my buddies. And <laughs> now I go to parking lots and, uh, wake up at four o'clock in the morning and bullshit with all my buddies, you know? <laughs> That's right. Perfect. So. Perfect. Well, Bill, first, thank you so much. Well, we'll, about time we finally made this happen. I was so, was so excited. Congratulations on the walks. Congratulations on just your success on the, on the circuit in general. You, you, you're doing great. And, uh, you know, I'm honored to be able to call you my friend. And uh, for sure. I'll, I'll be in touch for a couple tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, congrats to you guys. I mean, I saw the show when it was kind of first starting off, Johnny. You know, and uh, and you guys have done really well with the show. And uh, you know, if you've grown, you've had some really great guests. You know, uh, so it's 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 been fun to watch you guys. Uh, and back when I was working, I really couldn't watch it. But uh, yeah, but now yeah. every once in a while, I get in there, and uh, if I'm not trimming a brisket or something, and see what you guys are up to. <laughs> awesome. So. Awesome, Nice brother. to finally meet you, Bill. Congratulations, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. All, All right. right, brother. Thank you. Awesome. 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 Oh, the walk at the Royal. Just the amazing. Can you just Royal. imagine the feeling? I mean, I, the walk at, at B- Barbecue Bedlam was amazing. <laughs> the Vermont Royale. Just, <laughs> you know? Just wait till you see my walk this weekend. <laughs> oh! oh! I'm calling my shot oh. now! So we got the Ribber Fest at C-Max this, uh, this weekend, and it's just uh, you know, a fun little tailgate thing with the People's Choice Awards. Hell yeah. But I just wanted to give one, sh- one big shout-out to the team, to, my, to our barbecue team, New England Pitmasters Barbecue, Kevin K. Yor, Chris Crawdaddy Crawford, Craig McPherson, C-Mac, proud of you guys. Our second comp, just a local one. First one, we came out of the gates, 
did the best we could. This local one, we crushed it, and I'm looking forward to doing more comps with my dudes. Love you guys. That's all I got. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm looking forward to this weekend, and I'll see you this weekend. We'll be there Saturday What are you cooking? I guess we'll see. You'll find out. <laughs> it might run, might run with a barbecue Sunday on a Saturday. Oh, jeez, here we go. Um, but next week we are being joined by John Berman of Bob and Mother's Down East Dinner Dust Ooh. out of Winter Harbor, Maine. Wow, I love the locals. So we're, we're, we're go. gonna need some uh, subtitles for three New Englanders on this one. <laughs> True story. Don't, so. don't look at the Australian for that. <laughs> and uh, for anyone that's out there that's local, tomorrow night. Uh, no, wait. What is, what is tomorrow? Thursday, Thursday. Thursday night, my pop-up, Barbecue Broker Catering at the Woburn Stoneham Elks. Six to eight, $40, all you can eat, DJ, cash bar. Oh, don't feel comfortable eating inside? Grab a to-go ticket, and we'll run it out to you in the back of the Elks. That's this Thursday, Woburn Elks. Check out Barbecue Broker Catering on Instagram or Facebook if you want to buy a ticket. It's delicious. That's it. I've had it. Try the award-winning ribs, why don't you? I'm just saying. Until next week, keep keep the the smoke smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.